0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thursday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If this is your first time watching uh, or listening on the podcast uh, and you don't know who I am, I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I am the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself get your business paperwork together so things like making sure that you have your articles of incorporation with the state Hi harlem's wild one uh making sure that you have ein numbers and dunce numbers uh having appropriate contracts so you don't get burned by clients and partners, a brand protection strategies so people don't steal your business ideas, and hiring policies so you don't get sued for discrimination. I help you set all of these foundational things up for your business. If you're wondering why I'm qualified to do these things, I'm very happy that you asked. I'm a licensed attorney. I have been one for 15 years and counting. I've started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many. Um, careers in the realms of uh, uh, I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support, and most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas. And if you're going to be successful, um, there's just some things that you need to know. There's no way around it. So that's why I'm here to help you learn those concepts, alright? So if you are in the startup phase of your business, or if you are thinking about starting a business, but you don't know where to start, or you've been in business for a little bit, but you haven't, you've really just kind of been winging it with like cash app and a social media page and you want some more structure so you can really grow, uh, go to linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. Why you want to go to linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm? Because there you can book a free 15-minute consultation if you are a first-time client. You can also download my free Biz Launch Cheat Sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less. As well, at linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm, you, c- you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, and the, uh, podcast, Hey 76 Grim K so that you can watch, um, back episodes of this show or listen at your leisure. Um, and you can also check out my series, my video trainings. I have video trainings on several aspects of business formation. I have one where I show you how to apply for an EIN number. I have one where I show you how to apply for a DUNS number. And I have one where I have, where I show you how to create an operating agreement. And that's just some of them. So link forward slash NPL consulting firm is where you're going to be able to, you know, see at, everything that's going on with NPL Consulting. All right. But, uh, now that we've gone through that, let's talk about the reason that we're here. All right. We NPL legal dish. So if you don't know how this show works, I'm going to tell you, uh, I pull stories from the news stories from blog sites, stories that you guys send me. I actually got one today from 76 Grim that we're talking about. Um, I thought wherever I can find it, uh, and, uh, I, Find the ones that have lessons that we can learn as business owners and we talk about them. So this is a time for you to get involved. Don't be shy. Your questions and comments are welcome as long as they are respectful, okay? Uh, And this is just a lot more fun when we participate, so don't be shy. I want to hear from you, okay? So before we start, we have some comments here. Margaret Massey said, doing good. Yes, I missed all week. It seems like I got my seasonings. Oh, you did? Okay, Cape Cod so good. Use on salmon. Delish. Enough about my... Oh my gosh! I'm going to tell my sister she's gonna be so happy. Um, actually, let me take a picture of this uh, screen of this screen real quick so I can um so I can send it to her later. Uh, all right. Yay, Margaret. Oh, that makes me feel so good. Thank you for supporting my sister's spice business. Look, if y'all are looking for a small batch totally organic spice company my sister has, Her own spice company called Of The Season Spices. Go check them out. She's got a great array. I've got like three of them, okay? But okay, enough of me, you know, plugging my family's businesses. (laughs) Let's move on to our stories. So today I asked you guys in my stories um, if any of you had had a cabbage patch doll growing up. And about a little under 70% of you said yes. So I want to get another count right here. If you had a Cabbage Patch doll growing up, please give me a C in the comments. Um, I did have a Cabbage Patch doll. I think she had brown hair. I'm pretty sure she had brown hair. Um, I don't remember what her outfit looked like. I think she had freckles. Mom, we got to talk about this so we can remember what this doll looked like. You had the twins. They had twins. Um, Okay, if you don't know what the Cabbage Patch Kids dolls are, they were these dolls that were created, and they each had, you know, their adoption certificate. Um, Depending on who you ask, they were ugly. Some people thought they were ugly. Some people thought they were cute. I thought they were cute. But today we are going to find out the ugly history behind Cabbage Patch Dolls. Margaret Massey gave me a C for my daughter. Okay, so, um, if you didn't know, uh, Cabbage Patch Dolls were created originally by a woman named Martha Nelson Thomas. Martha Nelson Thomas was a folk artist. She attended art school in the 70s, and she, um, discovered this this form of sculpture called German soft sculpture, and using this, um this method, she created something called little doll babies, which were the precursors or, you know, the, the, um, they were Cabbage Patch Kids before they were called Cabbage Patch Kids, right? Um, but you know, she was just making her dolls by hand. Uh, you couldn't really buy them from her. They, because they were special to her, you know, each doll was unique. Um, here's, uh, but then, you know, as she's making her dolls, this guy, Xavier Roberts, comes around. He owns a series of gift shops in different places and he sees her dolls and he's like, hey girl, I really like your dolls. Can I please sell them in my store? I can make you some money. And she's like, dope, let's do it. So she starts to provide Xavier Roberts with her dolls. But then she realized that, and this is, this is like in the late 70s, uh, like mid to late 70s. Then she realizes that, um, Xavier Roberts was really marking up the dolls. The dolls were very expensive, at least for the 1980s prices, they were about $40 a doll. And she went to him and she's like, you know, I'm really not feeling these prices that you're charging. I think it's too much. Um, I really don't want to do this. And Xavier Roberts told Martha, he was like, girl, look, we're out here trying to make some money. And she said, "Well, you know what? I'm not going to make you any more dolls." So he said, "If you're not going to make me any more dolls, I'm going to I'm going to create my own. And I'm going to sell something just like it." Right? Um, hold on. Don't like, the, yeah. He said, "If I can't sell your dolls, I'm going to sell something just like it." So uh, Xavier Roberts began producing his own dolls that looked just like. Martha Nelson Thomas's dolls, and they were again called little doll babies so martha's friends start seeing her dolls appearing in like these airport stores and stuff, and they're like, "Hey, girl, I saw your doll, and she was like, "What I'm not selling my dolls in no airports." so she starts to look into it, and Xavier Roberts was selling um dolls that were based on her 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 little doll babies, right. There's actually, if you want to find out more details about it, there is a Vice documentary. It's about 16 minutes. You can Google it and find it. And also, I heard this story this morning when I was listening to one of my podcasts called Stuff You Should Know. Uh, Margaret Massey said people fought over those dolls. Yes, they did. They did. They were very popular. They were they are the most popular uh, toy of the 19 of the 1980s. They were the most popular toy in the 1980s, okay? So Martha finds out that Xavier Roberts is selling, you know, her little doll babies, um, and she gets mad. So she, um, files a lawsuit against Xavier Roberts for copyright infringement, and now this lawsuit lasted about eight years, okay? The problem was, while it was not, there was no question that Margaret, well, Margaret had evidence that she created these dolls there was a picture of her with the dolls she had letters between her and, and Xavier where he said if you don't send me these dolls I'm going to make my own all this stuff right the problem is Margaret did not have a design um, did not have a copyright on the design of her dolls remember each of the dolls was unique so she didn't have she didn't have a copyright on her doll designs but Xavier Roberts actually went to the trouble of copywriting each of the designs of the doll, and he even—if you uh, see the original dolls—his signature is on the butt of the dolls, right? Um, so Margaret is in court fighting with Xavier for eight years over over um, the over the dolls, which at this point are being called Cabbage Patch dolls, and finally in 1985 uh, Xavier Roberts agrees to settle with Margaret, uh, now they didn't, now originally Martha sued for about a million dollars, they did settle, but they didn't say how much Martha was paid, um, but the, 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 the thought as to why, um, Xavier Roberts finally settled with her is that he was trying to sell this company. He was trying to sell, you know, the rights to Cabbage Patch to another company for a lot of money, and he could not sell the company without resolving this lawsuit with Martha. So so Martha ended up getting some money, but probably not nearly as much as she should have, considering that she actually invented Cabbage Patch doll. Seventy-six cream cake said he is a slime ball. Yeah, he is a slime ball. But this is also again a very pertinent example of why you need to protect your work. Martha was just out here making her dolls. She wasn't thinking anything of it, and somebody just came and 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 stole her idea from under her and made. I think um Cabbage Patch dolls sold about a billion. A, you know, made about a billion dollars, um, between 1983 and 1985 or something like that. Either way, Xavier Roberts made a, made boatloads of money, all right? Boatloads. And Martha Nelson Thomas didn't even see a fraction of that because she did not know the value of protecting her work. And she had to go through court and fight for eight years, eight years, to get the, the, to get some type of compensation for what she created, so this is why it's important for you to protect your work, um, I am, uh, Harlem's Wild One said, it's sad, but it's business, I am Stacey Joy said, true, copyright, copyright, it's just business, it sucks, it does, but, um, you know, I feel bad for, um, for Margaret, for, I mean, for Martha, she should have gotten way more, I'm sure she did not get more than a million, but she, you know, she got something at least, y'all, I broke my cup, I'm so sad, but, um, yeah, but that is the history behind, Cabbage Patch dolls, if you, so if you're at a party and people say that Xavier Roberts invented them, you can let them know that, no, it was actually Martha Nelson Thomas who created Cabbage Patch dolls, and she was robbed, okay? All right, let's move on to our second story of the evening. Did anybody here, did anybody here watch Jersey Shore? If you watched Jersey Shore uh, give me an Italian flag in the comments. If you ever watched Jersey Shore or if you have heard of Jersey Shore, give me an Italian flag in the comments. Uh, now for those of you who may not know what Jersey Shore is, it was, uh, they even had a cartoon. Oh yeah, Cabbage Patch Kids did have a cartoon. They did have a cartoon. You right. Um, but yeah. So, moving on to our next story. If you don't know what Jersey Shore is, Jersey Shore was a reality show on uh, on MTV, uh, and it followed a series of, you know, young 20-something Italian-American, Italian-Americans, you know, going on vacation at the Jersey Shore. They rented out a house, and it was just following their shenanigans. They did make bank. He did make bank. Um, but yeah, but if you, if you have ever heard of Jersey Shore, give me a J.S., the reality show Jersey Shore, right? Now, on this reality show Jersey Shore, there, there are two characters uh, who, who were who were standout. It was Snooki and Dina, and they called themselves the Meatball Squad. They were short, they were cute, they were fun, you know, they were a little bit chunky, not chunky, they were thick. Uh, but they called themselves the Meatball Squad. Thank you for the JS76, Grim K, all right? um and you know jersey shore had a resurgence they they did a reunion special where they came with like their kids and stuff like that thank you for the jss um uh, you know and and snooki and dina have been consistently trying to make money off of the jersey shore uh off of off of their jersey shore careers as they should so much so that they started uh, you remember snooki okay thanks margaret uh, that Snooky and Dina started selling merchandise. They started selling hoodies, uh, sweatshirts, t shirts, and stuff that said Meatball Squad on it. And they even have an online store, um, for meatball merch called Meatball Merch, right? The problem is, there's all, there is a restaurant in New York called the Meatball Shop. And they have a trademark for the meatball shop, um, and f- you know for restaurants and for merchandise. They sell T-shirts, they sell things like that. And they have been sending cease and desist letters to Snooky and Dina telling them to stop selling this meatball merchandise. They're saying that Snooki and Dina's meatball merchandise is ruining the good name of the restaurant. And they want, because um, Snooki and Dina have been ignoring the uh, the cease and desist letters from the meatball shop, this, the meatball shop is now suing Snooki and Dina for trademark infringement because of this meatball merch. Okay? Um, now... Do you think that the meatball, now, now I went to, to the meatball shop's website and I looked at the t-shirts that Snooki and Dina are selling. The designs aren't necessarily that similar, right? But do you think that there is a possibility of confusion between, between this restaurant's, between this restaurant and Snooki and Dina's merchandise? What do you guys think? What do y'all think? What do you think? Now, you may not have seen the merchandise, but if you heard, okay, the meatball shop has T-shirts, and then you're also hearing, oh, Snooki and Dina have meatball squad shirts for sale. Hey, Miss Whitney, would you think, would, would you possibly think that there was a link between the restaurants? Because Snooki and Dina, um... Even if you don't watch uh, Jersey Shore specifically, they're well-known in the reality circuit. They are influencers. They can get the name out there. So if they start selling Meatball Squad shirts and you're not in New York and you're not a big fan of meatballs, you might not know about the Meatball Shop restaurant. I didn't know about it, right? 76 Grimké said, yes, possibility of confusion. Okay, so we got one person who thinks there's a possibility of confusion. Margaret Massey said, I don't think so, but I think Snooki could have made money on her own name. Um, If you remember, we actually covered this several months ago, Margaret Massey, Snooki cannot trademark Snooki because it's already trademarked for a, a cartoon character. So Snooki is unable to trademark the name Snooki. Okay? Um, I am Stacey Joy said, if the restaurant is meatball and the shirt store is meatball merch, yeah, I would. Okay, so you think there's a possibility of confusion as well. So I think we're all, you know, on the same page that the meatball shop, they're just trying to preserve their name here. They want the court to order Snooki and Dina to stop selling this meatball merch. Um, and they also want, you know, any profits that Snooki and Dina have derived uh, from, from, um, fr- from, selling this merchandise. So, you know, we'll just have to wait and see if, 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 does the judge agree that there's infringement here? Is there a possibility of confusion between the merchandise of these reality stars and this, you know, established New York restaurant? Um, but you know, as I get any updates, I will definitely let you know. Okay. Uh, and the last story that we are cover, we're covering one more story for the evening, but before we uh, go to that, I want to remind you guys that you are watching NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where we learn business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you are in the startup phase of your business and you need a legal friend to guide you along the path to entrepreneurship, you want to talk to me Go to Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm and book yourself a free 15-minute consultation today, all right? And at Linktree, forward slash com- at Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm, you can also download the free Biz Launch Cheat Sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less, all right? Okay, let's move on to the last story. All right, last story. Y'all, we have, I think we've had an Instagram uh Instagram infringement story every week for the last three weeks. We had Instagram versus Instacarma. We had Instagram versus Insta... Something. Anyway, either way, Instagram is suing yet another um, app trying to make it out in this world. Instagram is suing a company... Uh, trying to trademark the, the word InstaGoods for an app where you can basically buy stuff. There is a company that is, that is called InstaGoods. They provide you a portal where you can, you know, access different retailers and basically shop. And Instagram is saying, no, 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 girl. Do you think Instagram is doing too much or are they just trying to preserve their name? right? Think about all of the changes that have happened to Instagram as of late. One of the things, one of the the comments that I'm seeing a lot about Instagram lately is that it has turned into an online marketplace. And that is not a lie, right? So if Instagram is already a marketplace where you can purchase things because they do have links where you can purchase, it is not in their best interest to allow another app called InstaGoods in the marketplace, because that could be infringing on their space, because they do have a trademark in the online shopping space. Margaret Massey, you think they're doing too much? Okay, can you explain to me why you think they're doing too much? Because for me, I think they're actually doing the right thing. Instagram, while being a social media platform, while we sh- where we share pictures and videos and things, it has also become a place where people are running businesses and where people can purchase things. So Instagram does not want you to mistake their essential; uh, they're essentially an online marketplace. So Instagram doesn't want to be confused with any other online marketplaces like InstaGoods. And if you are out here and you're seeing Instagram and InstaGoods, you might think that they are. Connected to each other or affiliated with each other in, somehow, uh, in some way. Okay. Um, so for me, I think Instagram, they're just doing their part in, in preserving their name. All right. P- everybody wants to capitalize on Insta. Instagram is like one of the biggest apps in the world. Um, 76 Brimkay said, Insta anything would cause a bit of confusion. Right, especially when you're in the app arena, because this is specifically for apps. It's not like it's a hair product or, you know, a power tool. This is an app that's going to appear in the marketplace. So right next to Instagram could be an Insta good. I am Stacey Joy said, yes, I would think it was all connected. They are doing what they have to do. Um... Margaret Massey said they're against Insta anything. Yes, they are. They absolutely are. Um, but because of their presence, the, the the ubiquitousness of their presence in the marketplace, they have to be right. Instagram does a lot, and they are securing the the, the intellectual property. In all of those arenas. So it is up to them to preserve their name in those arenas to make sure it doesn't become generic. One of the things that Instagram does not want, want is for their name to become generic because then it loses its power. All right. Um, so we will have to wait and see what happens between Instagram and Insta Goods. But I have a feeling that Instagram will probably come out on top because InstaGoods is just directly competing with them because they're also providing an online shopping platform. Okay. All right. Ooh. Y'all, I'm thirsty. I did a lot of talking. <laughs> um, yes. So those were the stories that I had for you, uh, this evening, um, We will not be on tomorrow evening. Y'all know it's Friday. That's my day off. Um, we will be back on Monday and on Monday the shirts go on sale because they're arriving tomorrow. I'm gonna be putting them, you know, putting up inputting all the inventory on the site and I'll let you know when the link is live. I can't wait for you guys to to see these shirts. I'm very proud and I can't wait to get my cup. I dropped my original cup on the floor today. I'm so sad. Uh, But I want to thank you guys for your, uh, attendance this evening, for your energy, for your commentary, for your participation. You make this show so fun and I thank you for that. Um, also, you know, tell your friends about me, make sure you let them know, you know, when you talking to them and they're like, Ooh girl, how you know that? Let them know about my show, put them on, put them, put your girl on. All right. Um, make sure that you book your one-on-one, uh, your one-on-one coaching sessions. Uh, I'm going to stop taking sessions December 15th of this year, and then I'm taking a break for the rest of the year until January. Uh, What else did I want to tell you? Um, Yeah, I think that's it. But uh, take care of yourselves. Guys, COVID rates are going up. I just got a text from, you know, the the, the state government saying that, you know, rates are going up and distance and all that stuff. So take care of yourselves, all right? I will see you on Monday. Um, and, uh, good night. Bye. Thank you, Margaret.